0: Emperor.
1: about that. (laughs) How are we doing? You're muted. That's all right. Let's see. (laughs) So welcome everybody and do not adjust your television sets or your listening devices. No, we do not have our wonderful Dr. Ramirez with us tonight, but you are still listening to the Fusion Underground. I am not your host. I am the co-host Jason Moret and joining me this evening for a special downloaded content is my good friend Terrence McCarthy. How are we doing TJ? Doing great tonight man. Good. I don't know what you're doing but your screen's flapping around. Knock it off.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you throwing me off.
0: Fair enough, fair enough.
1: For all of our loyal listeners out there, um, Dr. Ramirez had to make an unscheduled trip out of town to go visit a friend uh, to help him out. So I am winging it, as it were, with one of my very good friends. And um, we're going to still try and have a principled discussion, as we usually do here in the Fusion Underground, to try and make sense of the world. Um, And we are going to focus tonight, I believe, on a topic... Uh, entitled "Friendship," oddly enough. So, TJ, you said this was something you were thinking about actually talking about that would be fun today. So, what were you thinking, and why would you think it'd be good to talk about it?
0: Uh, it was just kind of a. I thought it was a good topic because you basically called me up, and or you texted me and said, "Hey, want to record tonight?" And I'm like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we kind of talked about it and I was like, all right, let's do it.
1: All right. That's fine. Well, and I thought it would seem fitting here. We are. Um, Lucy had a situation and and like a amazing and good friend, he had a friend of his in a, in a kind of tumultuous place. Um, and he said, uh, okay, whatever you need, I'm going to drop everything. And, and he flew out, um, I guess his plane left at three o'clock this morning. So, uh, So yeah, he's out being a a good friend, and um, I thought it was fitting I'd call my good friend or one of my good friends, and we talk about friendship. Actually, it was interesting. I was looking at um, a couple different articles here recently about friendship, and one of the first things I noticed is that a lot of these different articles actually talk about friendship from either a male or a female perspective or dynamic. And very rarely about the two. So um, I definitely want to ask you about that. But before I go too much further, uh, TJ, you should probably, I guess, formally introduce yourself and um, tell us a little bit about who you are and the man that I know you to be.
0: You know, I got to say, though, I'm a little disappointed for one thing.
1: Uh Oh, what's that?
0: Where's my Where's my palate cleanser,
1: man? Uh, you, uh, you know what? This was impromptu, and I leave the palate cleansers to the boss. <laughs> if, yeah. if more than likely, if I was going to have a palate cleanser for you, it'd be either inappropriate or deemed copyright, and then the whole thing get just booted off of YouTube. So,
0: I'll accept the copyright, but honestly, the inappropriate, I would I would expect.
1: You would expect that out of me, as I think Absolutely. most people out there probably would. <laughs> so.
0: So, yeah, uh, I've known Jason here for about what 28
1: years, something around that, right?
0: About eight years old, I think. Uh, I guess originally, uh, I knew the Morettes, uh through the other younger brother Morett,
1: the lesser Morett,
0: the lesser Morett. That's I'm wrong. <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring that in, but yeah, I've uh, yeah, known you guys uh, since swim team, since we're about eight years old and yeah uh, hell man it's not even uh it's not even a friendship thing right now hell i don't know what you could do to make me not associate with you right i can't kick you
1: out it's worse than family
0: you know i used to live down there in tucson for uh until i was about 26 and i moved up here to uh wyoming the wide open land of wyoming
1: the wide-open land of wind and prairie,
0: wind prairie. Hey, there's some mountains.
1: Yep, you know, up in the north.
0: On the mountains, but they're there.
1: <laughs> they do yeah. exist in Wyoming. I've seen pictures.
0: Yeah, yeah. You gotta love the. Well, if you actually check on it, according to a lot of people, the uh, state of Wyoming is just a government. Uh, it's just a government simulation. So,
1: I believe that. I can believe that
0: actually doesn't exist is what, uh, what I mean. Was Cause with only about half a million of people, uh, I'm good with, uh, not more coming
1: good with keeping everybody else out. I can understand Absolutely.
0: that. So
1: yeah. Um, friends, you know, we, we touched on this a little bit, Lucy and I did, um, I believe it was last week, if not the week before where, you know, Um, he brought up the five friends every guy should have and i clarified with you tonight it's it's more of a a typecast of friends not just a limit i think guys are entitled to have more than five friends i've been trying to explain this to dr ramirez it's okay to branch out and have more than five friends but uh we're working on that so
0: you know here's the thing though with five friends how, how many do you really need
1: Right. You can keep them all, you know, their contacts real. It's your, your address book and your phone becomes real easy to manage. You know, you only call five people.
0: Well, I look at like, uh, you know, I, I I do something similar to yourself and do sales. So I've got a contacts list on my work phone that I just uh, changed over and there's 1500 people in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're in sales. You you have a lot of contacts, but, and those, you haven't checked in
0: years mm-hmm.
1: and those i think can actually become friends oh, but sure. usually they start out as as contacts or acquaintances agreed
0: no absolutely i mean i can i can count multiple people that i still talk with i don't work with them anymore there used to be either co-workers or customers that i used to deal with and they became good friends you know right. i have one of my friends that uh you know, he, we kind of almost moved from Rock Springs to Casper with each other because we worked at the same place and, you know, we hang out, families knew each other, kids knew each other, still go to their birthday parties, all kinds of stuff. So mm-hmm. definitely can count. those.
1: Yep. And I, I think everybody has had a situation out there where they've had a, an acquaintance or someone that actually grows into a friend and, and sometimes becomes more. And I'll, and I'll pick on you since you're right here, um, you know, <laughs> TJ was actually uh, an acquaintance on, like you mentioned, um, we were on the swim team together when we were kids, and um, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and actually, um, TJ and my younger brother became best friends, and because of that um, close proximity, and he was always around the house and always there. I mean, now I don't consider TJ even a friend. He's he's family. I mean, he's he's been a part of my family. I mean, for years and it's so it's actually developed into something a lot closer than that. Um, And that's something I want to touch on again here a little later, because I want to bring us back to something new going on with you. But, you know, I was um, reading this article about uh, psychologists actually separating out how men and women make, keep and associate friends. So the example I just gave and what you were even I were just talking about with sales and different sales Mm -hmm. contacts actually growing into friends. um, Psychologists actually say that men tend to make friends based on instrumental situations and measures. It's someone that we as men feel we can either utilize or associate with based on the instruments that they provide. So they be their work colleagues at first or um, acquaintances uh, amongst others. And we can associate them with other things that we can do or accomplish. What do you think? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I can see the connection there. I would say, especially as we get older, I think that connection probably happens more often. I mean, not to take it all the way back again, but you know, me and your brother, you know, we just were kids. You, you, you made that association based on, well, we did swim team. That's what started it. Mm-hmm. Now you look at it and you go with, uh, you know, most of the friends that I've made, say, when I moved up here, you know, they were coworkers, um, bosses, um, customers that I, I, did, I didn't know a single person. That was one of the things moving up here. We had no family, no friends, no connections when we moved up here to Wyoming. So a lot of it just became, hey, I need someone to help me move. Well, there's that one guy that we seemed kind of to click a little bit. Let me call him up and see if he can help me move. Right. Um, you know, and and because we, we've moved three times since we moved up here, four times actually, if you count the houses, but, you know, each one it was, call somebody up that i met that one time you know they they're friendly let's call them up and then next thing you know we kind of the kid and then you get into uh i hate those relationships but you got the uh the wife makes a friend mm-hmm. yep. you're automatically friends with their husband <laughs> <laughs> whether you like them or not right. uh just uh how that goes You know, oddly enough, it doesn't go the other
1: way. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't happen that way. Well, and, you know, guys, this is the funny part. We we will make friends and and we think it sounds awful if you actually break it down. But we go, how can we utilize this friend? But back to your point, you had you had a need. You were getting ready to move. So you said, what friends do I have that can help me move? And so you, in your brain, you go through your catalog of friends and you're like, oh, there's Bob. Bob's the moving guy. He's the one that can help. Bob had
0: a trailer.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so we catalog them all out. And when we go and we we pull out the file for moving friends, and then we go through the list and we make the calls. But that's, that's the instrumental purpose behind those friendships and they develop from there and there's a reliance that builds on it from there because they call us when we need. And that's a mutual understanding. It seems like women don't, not only do they not do that, but they also don't like that about guys. They really don't. They almost find that offensive that I can't believe that you would have friends that you would only call when you need something. And I'm like, no, it's, that's not how the makeup works. That's not how the friendship works. You know, whether it's, it's, it's
0: I would expect the same from them. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, You know, I got my, one of my buddies, uh, Nathan, he's a younger guy. So when I uh, called him up, I needed to move a gun safe into the house. So I needed somebody that was younger that wouldn't hurt themselves.
1: <laughs> right. You don't want but that on I your conscience
0: yeah I don't want to know a conscience and he, and he's a little tiny skinny guy. so you know when I was trying to move this gun safe when it got into a little tight spot, guess who could fit through not right
1: me. You put the squiggly not guy amazing. in the back, <laughs> right <laughs> You don't call you the know. the aged older mentor friend of yours no. that you call for advice. You call for the young buck that actually can lift a few pounds and not die yep. while you're yeah, doing and it not hurt your
0: himself. Bike. right. And if he hurts himself, he's gonna recover and like you know, a day Yeah,
1: he'll be sore for a little bit, but he'll be okay, right?
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, Um, but in that case, you know, I I called him up because I know that I wouldn't, I needed somebody young, and then after that, you know, he's called me to come help him move some stuff around his house. It's Mm -hmm. it's the back and forth, you know. But we've gone to lunch. I bought him when I brought him over and had him move the safe. You know, I didn't try to pay him anything, but I was like, hey man, you're a single guy, why don't you come have dinner? Yeah. a couple of beers
1: right and this is the part that i think all all guys out there understand these instrumental um, moments that actually uh, cause those connections for men to be able to bond and connect they can still develop from there that doesn't mean that they're compartmentalized in just who's got the pickup truck with the trailer and who can help lift stuff
0: Good but amount. those
1: are the things that actually start that friendship building to where deeper connections can be made.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yep.
1: And yeah. even... Oh, go go ahead.
0: ahead. I was going to say, like, my neighbor, you know, at my uh, last house, you know, I didn't try to make friends with him or anything, but he... Uh, sadly enough, he had some tools that I didn't have. <laughs> And, you know, it became a friendship over there. We went golfing, you know, two hours away last, uh, two weekends ago. You know, same Mm -hmm. thing. And I I hate going back to it, but it becomes almost a family affair when it's friends anymore. Once you have kids, it's like, well, does this person have kids? (laughs) They get along with my kids.
1: Right, right. Well, and you even mentioned, you know, your wife and her girlfriend want to go out and you get drunk along as the third wheel and then the girlfriend's husband gets drunk along as the fourth wheel i've been there and so you meet up
0: every guy with a wife has been there yeah
1: you meet up and they go oh my god And the talk and you introduce i am so and so and you have this this momentary connection of mutual defeat you know that you've been drug along into this situation you're not there because you want to be but you're like okay so basically this is me and you, we're going to partner up and we're sitting in the proverbial chair outside the dressing room, watching the wife try on dresses and outfits all night long, but at least we're going to do it and, and just kind of BS. And we're going to be cool tonight because we're the only male support structure we have.
0: Yeah. Despite what your opinion is on the guy, you're still just going to be cordial, have right. your drinks, move on. The, the only problem that comes with that is that usually... They later go you guys seemed really well together you should go drinking together
1: oh yeah yep yep and you this know. is this has happened now I'll, uh, so where i can see you're going oh no you don't understand the dynamic of our relationship is we're a support structure for each other for you guys no so my wife did this and i hooked up with a buddy who became a friend of mine later on his name was scott and we were just the mutual support structure for each other. Well, yeah. that turned into, well, Hey, I'm going to go out and, and have beers and shoot pool at the bar on Tuesday. You want to go? I'm like, all right, fine. Let's go do something we want to sure. do for once. <laughs> and next thing you know, we were going out once a week, every week. And that, initial thought that my wife had oh you guys seem to really hit it off you should go hang out and do stuff and do all that now uh-uh that was not good that was not a cool thing because we actually had a real friendship started and it wasn't a just we're cool together while you guys are going out so have you ever had that yep yeah no,
0: i uh so my wife worked with uh, one of her co-workers uh, at, at the school she taught at which we can get into that
1: uh. <laughs> yeah we're gonna try and not trash on teachers tonight okay the best i i promised i would try and not do that tonight so okay
0: well lucy's not here to do it he he gets really worked up so um,
1: well okay.
0: she's got a like a co-worker of hers that uh you know she's got she had a husband and same thing you know hey let's You know, you we should go over to the house for dinner. You know, hang out with him. And the guy was a oddball. He was an oddball, but at the end of the day, wasn't a terrible dude. And you know, similar when hey, you guys, you guys, you guys should go have a drink. And because it was their idea, it was okay. Mm -hmm. But what ended up happening is my wife doesn't talk to her anymore. Uh huh. I still. Talked talk with
1: him yeah uh-huh. when i
0: went back to uh he's out he's out there in rock springs when i went back to rock springs i stopped at his office and we bullshitted for about you know an hour or so mm-hmm. and uh you know he was like yeah we should go grab drinks or you, you should come over to the house for dinner and i was like eh, maybe not the dinner let's grab some drinks because okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: i don't want to have to go home and tell my wife that i was at her ex-friend's oh, hey, her. house yeah yeah so, and what that brings soccer. up, I guess, something interesting. You know, um, there was a, a Family Guy skit. I know you know what I'm talking about. Where it was, oh, yeah. it was uh, men. We know how to be friends, you know, and absolutely. And it seems like there's a there is a vast difference between how men make, keep, and interact within their circle of friends versus women. And I have a a handful of theories and some other things that psychologists have brought up on that. But I was curious before I get into that, what are your initial thoughts? Why is that, um, vast difference between men and women in regard to friendships alone?
0: You know, I, I can't say I actually know the reason why I would say I, I agree with it for sure. You and I have talked a little bit about some of that stuff, like, um, you know, you and I know each other for 28 years. I've got another friend of mine that I've known him since I'd be 1998. So we're talking 20 years, Mm -hmm. about you know, 22, you know, I've known him since freshman year of high school. You know, I still talk with him and call him up occasionally, talk about his kids and whatnot and keep in contact. But I think men just have that tendency to form really long lasting relationships and keep in a more almost casual conversation type, Uh, you know, I think you and I have even touched on that whole, like, we talk pretty often Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, we've talked about, well, we get home and our wives are like, oh, did you talk to Jason today? Yeah. What'd you guys talk about? Mm-hmm.
1: i don't know <laughs> Stuff. right yeah yeah Stuff. and i think guys can, can have a a even a very long and lengthy drawn out conversation mm-hmm. and talk about literally nothing for the whole time yeah. and well, it's
0: not even just nothing it's just you don't even remember it and you just go hey yeah, he's doing good well how's this they're there
1: yeah they're good i he didn't bring up anything to cause me to think otherwise. So they must be yeah. fine. Yeah.
0: Well, and I, I, I think that might even be part of it. It's like, yeah, a lot of times when women sit down and like have that, they have like a, well, every week I call this person and I talk to them about it and uh, it's always very serious and they go, we talked about this and we talked about my, uh, our, our friend that did this and it's all very serious where I think guys can sit there and just kind of talk about it and don't even remember what we talked about. It can even be a serious conversation, but mm-hmm. doesn't well, matter at
1: the end. and I, I do believe that same instrumental idea. It has also to do with compartmentalizing it in the moment. Now you and <laughs> I talked before about memory in particular and how men, we associate memory with a, a compartmentalized moment in time. So if you and I are having a conversation like like this one tonight, for example, mm-hmm. um, after this is done, my, I will compartmentalize this in my brain as that one time that you and I I had you on our, our podcast and our show, and we talked about friends and it was kind of fun and a little awkward because Lucy wasn't here keeping me under wraps and control. and sure. I had to apologize to my you know <laughs> listeners and viewers out there. Sorry. you're dealing with me um and just compartmentalize it all into that moment and so as soon as we're done and i go into the house and start getting ready for bed my wife's gonna say what'd you talk about and i'm gonna say yeah you know um friendship that's what we talked about well like what i i don't know you're gonna have to listen to it and and see it all because i don't remember you tell me yeah it's all compartmentalized whereas women when they um when they create a memory they actually associate that with an emotion to which they were experiencing at the time. And this has actually been studied. I'm not making this up. This is a, a psychological theory about how we associate memories in the brain and how we store those and catalog them. So women are naturally emotional um, by nature. Now that's not to say overly emotional, but emotional by nature. So if, Something in the conversation causes them uh, joy. Well, then they will associate the person, the subject, the topic, the surroundings that they were in, where they were. All of those things get associated with the emotion of joy. So that, honestly, any time later on where they have a joyous moment, those other moments where they've also experienced joy flash back um in, in the subconscious um it's the same reason why when you piss your your wife off and she's mad she can remember every argument that you've had that reaches, she was also mad and bring up all this stuff reaches
0: and brings that back in
1: right and you go wait i don't what that was what are you talking about? And you're like, Oh my God, that was was an argument we had nine years ago before our kids were even born. I mean, where did that come from? It's because (laughs) all of those, those details are tied to the emotion that she then experiences. And so it's also theorized that that's how friendships are formed with women is based on that same emotional drive. So if there's (laughs) an emotional void, let's say, um, And another female enters the picture who in some way or male doesn't have to be, but somebody else enters the picture, which actually fills that emotional void, then a connection is made and the friendship builds from there. But I also believe that that's a big part of why some of those friendships tend to deteriorate or be chaotic because emotion is a very fluid river to travel. And so highs and lows, that's, I mean, also made reference that I think women's um, friendships and their groups of friends are kind of in a chaotic unbalance a lot of times because it's all emotionally driven. Sure. So that's one theory. What do you think? Uh,
0: I agree with you. The only thing I would add is that uh, also women tie an emotion to a place or a thing. That's why I've always noticed, like, uh, for example, we just moved to this house uh, in May, but the last house we were in, we had been there for five years. Now, for me, it wasn't a hard move. I went bigger place, bigger area, bigger yard, just going to be better. It's not far from where we lived, but my wife had a really hard time with it because she was tied so much to that house. That was where You know, our our boy was raised, he wasn't born here, but he was raised for the last five years. My daughter was born and we brought back to that house. And I guess for me, it didn't really tie into the place. It was like, well, they're right there. You know, we still have the kids. It's not like they went away. (laughs) They're still there. Mm -hmm. So it was, uh, I think that emotion ties back to the place and ties back to an object, just like, you know, I, I noticed with my wife, she really likes like pictures. She likes to keep little things that, you know, she ties this emotion back to. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like her friends, I've noticed that like she has a few, like two or three friends that she still keeps in contact with, but any friends that she's made recently, they don't seem to last as long.
1: Mm hmm
0: and i think that has partially to do with the fact that she's a mother now so it's like well this is more important than my friendship but i think she just ties the the it's that chaotic emotion of being not only a mother she's a worker and you know a teacher and you know a homemaker and she's all these different things that you know that emotion it's just so many ups and downs like you're saying that they just kind of fade away really quickly okay
1: so something else interesting actually i was reading an article one in time magazine was actually put out last year which was um female friendships are the best until they're not which i thought was a really interesting title and the article actually went on and and went through a lot of different details but it was something about Mm -hmm. that that I've noticed, and and just like what you were talking about, maybe you can expound upon this a little bit better. Your wife has a lot more friends within just the environment she works with. Um, But it seems like from my outside perspective, and please, ladies out there, if you're listening, write in, let us know if what what I'm saying is completely off base and I'm just an ignorant man and I don't have any insight. Is I it love mans, mansplaining. I'm a mansplaining it. <laughs> so if I don't get it, which I admit, there's a big part of me I don't get it. I'm a dude. I'll never get it all. But no, it, let me it, know. Um, I know my wife has made very close friends, and they're very close for a short period of time, and then the conflict happens. And there's always a dramatic event or suspected dramatic event. I'm going to go with dramatic. (laughs) It's just drama. (laughs) Something happens and I'm just not talking to them anymore. And depending upon how much time was invested in the initial friendship bonding period, once that drama has whittled down and ceased... Either the friendship will suddenly rekindle and we're back to being besties again and inseparable until the next dramatic event goes right back and separates yeah. it again, or they're never talked to or heard from again. And I go, Hey, what happened to your friend? Such and such. Oh, I don't even talk to her anymore. I don't know. Well, but didn't
0: you guys get together? Didn't you want to do like knitting or something together? Right.
1: So have, <laughs> you've gone through that. Haven't you?
0: Yeah, I I would say, I mean, back to my previous example, that girl that we don't hang out with anymore. Honestly, the biggest thing that happened was we moved from the town that we initially moved to Wyoming and we moved up to Casper. So uh, that was the only thing that I knew that happened, but yet that was the end of it.
1: So you think it was just a simple matter, matter of loss of proximity?
0: I think it was a loss of proximity. And then um, the uh, at least at least the version that I'm told is that uh, she she stopped talking and responding to my wife. So therefore huh. we don't talk talk to her anymore. I, and and occasionally I think we'll like I, I think there's a connection made because something happens that brings back like Something changed at the school they worked at, or mm-hmm. oh my God, the kid did this. So you know, it brings something up, and they go, "Oh my God!" And then it goes away.
1: Yeah, and, and this is this is something interesting. I was actually talking to um, my stepmom not long ago, and she was talking about a relationship with a, a very dear friend of hers, um, and then some sort of mishap happened, and she stopped responding to text message or voicemail and this is after maybe one or two sure now she said this and i think a lot of women have done this well she's the one not talking back to me so i'm here whenever she's ready to talk to me and i said well that seems dumb just yeah (laughs) if she's not answering your text or she's not calling you back just go over there she's like a block down the street (laughs) Now, this is a guy thing, okay? If I have a friend who lives literally, I'll pick on somebody who lives right behind me. My buddy Nick lives right behind me. If I send him a text message and he doesn't respond, I shoot him an email and I never hear from him. I mean, my first thought is, oh my God, is the guy alive? Is he okay? So I peek over the fence. Okay, the lights are on. I guess he's okay. And then I send him another text message. If he doesn't respond, I'm like, all right, that's it. And I'll just walk over there. I'll knock on the door. Yo, dude, what is you, you just you, I i oh, man. It. It's like, oh uh, you know, I've been busy, but I'm like, Yeah, all right. Well, you can at least like shoot me a big middle finger emoji or somebody, something, Throw and let a me know. Rock
0: at the back of my house, right?
1: <laughs> but that's a guy thing. Women in from what I believe, they just won't do that. That's and women oh, never yeah. no, go over just... unannounced. That's like a huge faux pas thing guys totally do that because to me if my friend can't handle me showing up at his door unannounced well then he ain't my friend
0: he's not your friend
1: (laughs) am i crazy or do you agree with that or
0: no I, i i agree with that guys it's one of those things it's like let's say uh you decided to come up and pay me a visit and didn't tell me about it i'd be like what's up man come on have a beer you know it wouldn't be a big deal where I think for my wife, if one of her friends randomly showed up, she'd be like, is everything okay? You know, as a husband, you know, did something happen?
1: Bingo, which is actually right where I was going. That's the emotional, complete yep. 180. Like there's got to be a problem. There has to be a dramatic influence. Otherwise, why are you involved in my life right now? Um, yeah. And, and it, it creates for a tumultuous thing, you know, if there's a group of, let's say, 10 guys together, and we're all friends, mm-hmm. here's what's going to happen. We're going to start making fun of each other. We're going to start picking on each other. I might go, holy cow, TJ, when did you lose how so much hair? Yeah, see, you even knew where I was going. You know, if, <laughs> I knew you were going with it. <laughs> we we, we got to pick on each other a little bit and raz mm-hmm. each other a little bit. And, you know, there may be talk about our jobs or things, or I might go, holy cow, what are you you're pulling down how much a year son of a, you know, and I might actually go, I I might be envious even to a point and go, man, I wish I could do that. Uh, you know, and, or things like that. However, this, um, this ABC article I was reading was actually talking about the amount of jealousy that actually develops and can exist within a group of female friends that, Mm -hmm. Actually, tear down not only the friendship um, relationship and circle as a whole, but actually the individuals. So, hmm. females are are more intense in that regard. Definitely emotional animals. I mean, men can compete. Um, we can we can be fierce competitors for work. You're you're in sales. Yeah, I'm in sales even if we weren't necessarily friends, let's just say, we were we were fierce competitors and we were beating each other up for every sale that we got, one way or the other. We could still go play. We could be fierce during the week and go play golf on the weekends and be totally fine. Women internalize that and wouldn't be comfortable in that situation. It almost would become, even if they were to, let's say, play go play golf on the weekends, it would almost become a uh, idea of what can I learn about how they're doing what they're doing so that I can get it and how do they keep doing that? And they're doing it to me personally and it becomes an, an intense emotional and internal struggle that actually tears the individual down. And so it creates such animosity between them because it's, and most of it's unspoken. Guys, we're up front. We're yeah. like, dude, I freaking hate you. You're you're kicking my butt I my- I that, again. <laughs> I, oh, I hate. I want to beat your butt so bad. I can't even think straight. And women we'll realize we'll that. Yeah. So,
0: I've I've run into that. I mean, even just in uh, you know, in the sales group that that up here. You know, I had a guy that when I first started doing really my heavy sales job. Him and I were with the same company, but they liked that little healthy competition amongst each other. We didn't care for either one of us didn't care for each other. But once he left the company and then I moved to uh, moved to moved on in the company, him and I have become great, actually pretty good friends overall. You know, he's gave my kid a bunch of stuff when we went over to his house this last week just to pick up some some elk hair which is another story, but we, uh, you know, I hung out for about an hour and my boy was running around his little warehouse. You know, we're good friends. Now I wouldn't say that we're like super, uh, not super cordial necessarily at work, but we still understood each other to be, Hey, it's not you. It's the job. And that I think really happens between men and women on the job is that yeah. Jason, you and I worked together for a period of time. You were my supervisor, technically, right? Right,
1: right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, dude, that was work. Mm-hmm. Work different from personal life. You can make that separation.
1: And and this is exactly what I was talking about about compartmentalizing mm-hmm. the moments. <clears throat> because yes, at work it's work, and so if I tell you, dude get your proverbial SIT together. You're screwing up at work. You're not doing your job. I'm telling you right now, fix it. Or I'm going to fire you. Yep. That's work. Then when we clock out, we're like, all right, let's go. And we don't talk about work or I'm like, dude, what the hell are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong I'm with you? This, You're putting yeah. me in a place where I'm going to have to fire you. Do you think that's cool? Could Quit- being a jackass, fix your, straighten up, fly, right, man. You yeah. Know, um, no, on and the hand, I, don't, I mean, it's different. Go ahead. No. And that's,
0: that's kind of what I was going to lead to is that when it comes to women, I've noticed that when my wife has these work relationships, you know, it, it's not, it's not a personal thing that, that, that one of these other ladies or one of these other guys that she works with at the school um it's not something personally that they did it's like well she's just she's coming into my classroom and she's taking stuff and she's just acting like she can do whatever she wants and I, i'm tired of buying all this stuff and it's like who cares it's work stuff i mean at the end of the day do you guys want to hang out with each other or not
1: right right well who cares and... i mean and if it's
0: work stuff it's work stuff you know yep. Be like hey you keep using all my stuff. Can you give me, you know, 20 bucks or whatever? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and that's that again goes back. I think um, even fierce competitors within circles of guy friends can lead, to, you know, there's an admiration and desire to be almost emulate some of the, the qualities that we pick out in some of our friends. Sure. Um, females tend to almost develop that jealousy out of it. You know, and and jeal- jealousy is a, a it's a dangerous sentiment. You know, it leads to not only, um, you know, envy in in the highest mm-hmm. regards to where, and then there's disdain that goes along for those that have yes. have what you have not, um, and or, and then a personal resentment. You know, what's wrong with me that I can't ever get or have what. What someone else has why does sue always have all the nice stuff and the this and and then her husband has this and that and their kids are doing well in school and and mine aren't and my house is always a mess and then and you can see just and ladies out there i know you you can get up mad at me if you want but you know this circle that i'm going on and your husbands have all seen it happen because we sit there and watch you just go around and around and around in circle and next thing you know you're a mess, and we're like, hey, you okay? No, I'm not okay. Because you've already had the four arguments that we <laughs> haven't even had with you yet, and you're all mad. Yeah, you're
0: not even sure what you're walking. This is mirror.
1: And that's all out of friendship. I mean, and that's I can't imagine how difficult that is. Um
0: I don't know. We all try to commiserate as husbands with her. Our- when it comes to that but a lot of times it's just shut up and go yeah
1: yep and 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 unfortunately ladies you know i think most of us guys it's we have we have an inherent desire a need a must have to fix it (laughs) yeah problem when you tell us that joanne is just nasty to you all the time then we go to the fix it answer and we yeah, say, why is she being nasty? What's going on? Is
0: there or something?
1: we've heard all the reasons and we go, well, then just stop hanging out with her. She's a terrible person. <laughs> Cut her out of your life. <laughs> you don't need to mess with her. Fixed, problem solved, moving on. And then you get upset and you go, well, you're, ugh, you're just being ridiculous. Or you're oversimplifying or you're not listening. I'm like what? Yeah, listening. So, no, you
0: may not be wrong I may not be listening
1: uh, And there, that's partial that's part and parcel especially if you've complained about the same friend nine times in the last three days um, and told us the same two stories ten times. We might have gone to our shutoff valve and turned that part of our brain off just so that we can keep any of our sanity alive <laughs> and then right about the time you go, do you know what I mean? We click it back on to go. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, and then click it back off. It's too um, bad. <laughs> but on, in all fairness, you know, um, understanding. I think that that women can tie all of those memories to emotions, and naturally, if I if there's a group of friends, how many times have you been with your group of friends and somebody's pissed you off? Well, probably a lot.
0: Oh, yeah, a lot, but I couldn't pick a specific circumstance.
1: Exactly. But imagine that every time you saw one of your friends, it made you angry. That I could not imagine being I wouldn't friends. We be wouldn't be great. friends at that point. And that's why I think women are in this constant state of make friends, lose friends, and don't. And I think that's why sure. it's harder for them to create or go back to some of the friends who have emotionally affected them. Does that make sense?
0: No, it, it does. And that's, uh, I think that leads to, I was talking to a buddy of mine, this has been a couple of years, but we we're talking about this a similar subject. Cause it's, again, ladies out there that are listening, this is a common theme among guys, honestly, cause we try to figure it out. We try to fix it. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things we talked about is like, once a man hits like 30 to 35, he doesn't really make a whole lot of new friends. And if he does, it's actually really difficult Mm -hmm. to make that transition to an actual like new friendship. Right. You know, I I talked about my neighbor earlier. I lived next to him for five years before we actually had dinner. I think after like year four,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) you know, it it wasn't because I was going, I don't like that guy. It was just like, Hey, every morning you go, Mm -hmm. Hey, what's up, man. Yeah. have come to work. And you move on with your day that was just a part of it right where for women they're just constantly making that change friends to no friends to friends to no friends that it's mm-hmm. it's easier to just make that transition because you're going well how long are we going to stay friends where with guys it's like well no i'm going to make that friendship
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's going to be there
1: right well <laughs> and i do think that that guys tend to we we make a, we make a lot of acquaintances a lot of acquaintances and a lot of loose friends um, and, or associations in that regard. And we keep a vast number of our friend um, piggy bank right there yeah. in that zone. We only take out a depo- or a withdraw from that piggy bank and put a handful of friends in the safety deposit box of long-term friends. <laughs> yeah
0: um,
1: Or a higher level friendship. Yep. And this safety deposit box of, of friends is where I think men and women actually, this is where our friendship circles tend to align. So I think in here lies the secret on how we can commiserate with the opposite sex on, on some of these things. Because women um, tend to use or tie people to emotions. They, they're in a constant state of flux. Um, I believe that jealousy amongst friends does exist and I think they actually mm-hmm. even subconsciously guard themselves against getting too close to friends. I
0: can and
1: to it, yeah. I- I've noticed with my wife when a friend starts to become really close and it's like t- pushing two magnets, two positive or negative ends together, they start to kind of push it <laughs> hard. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh this is that that moment where something dramatic is going to happen and it's going to push them away okay and it's a matter of were there enough positive emotions tied to that person in the amount of time invested in the friendship that those positive associations outweigh the negative dramatic one enough to bring them back okay. together and friendships on on the female spectrum now that i believe have have gone through that turmoil have have stood the test of dramatic unrest okay that's when they finally become the long-term deep friends like the ones that you were talking about that your wife has from years and years ago oh
0: yeah no i mean there's like three of them Mm -hmm.
1: so she has a, a very close-knit group of friends and I think a lot of women are searching for more people to add to that there's just such a chaotic vetting process and guys can't help with that nor do I think women you don't want us to really help with that but there's a very a very chaotic um, vetting process to get to that guys have a different process altogether you either answer the call When nobody else did, Mm -hmm. or you have simply lasted long enough, you just survived not falling off the cliff. (laughs) Then you get to go up into the safety deposit box of friends that become the inner
0: circle. you're good enough,
1: right? (laughs) So showed up
0: when I called. That was good. All right.
1: I think, regardless, as men and women, we are we are both looking for that that group of people that we associate that become more than friends to us that we can rely on above all else. What do you You think of that? I
0: think the the end goal is, is the same, but uh, like you're saying, when it comes to guys, you know, even I was saying, you know, most of my friends are, I've known for at least we'll say 20 years, you know, and I probably have more than I know, you know, we, we've got, friends in common for knowing each other for 30 years. We've got a lot of friends that we've known for 20 plus years. Some of them we're still friends with and I'm still friends with some of them. You're not friends with some of them, but you're friends with some of them or I'm not friends with some of them. But at the end of the day, I bet you, if we were to all get every one of those friends and those guys together in one big group, we'd have no issues. We probably all have a couple beers. We'd all talk about stuff. We generally hang out, and it'd be no issue.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And and again, (laughs) that I believe is the associative measure that that we as as men tend to do. Because, you know, if if TJ, you're my friend, and you bring I don't know Paul to the party, well, he's not my friend, but I'm gonna so I'm gonna talk to Paul, Paul. and I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out with Paul um, because. Well, he's your friend. I almost so, picture,
0: like, uh, the, 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 the bar at Cheers. You yeah. had all the <laughs> at Cheers, but you had the random person that would show up that somebody knew from their past, and they right. sat for beer, but there was, like, when they finally left, they're like, that guy? Yeah. Right, well, let's keep hanging out. Yep. You know, Back tomorrow. That's You're- kind of picture of being, like.
1: Yeah. You're just going to sit in his chair. Got it. Okay, yeah. that works. <laughs>
0: but I think women, you're right. They do search for a similar, you know, like I said, my wife has like the three friends that she still talks with, you know, she calls on the weekends, checks in with, you know, does that whole thing. And uh, those, those three aren't going anywhere. They're right. there to stay regardless of what happens. And it almost feels like that drama that tends to happen mm-hmm. doesn't with those three okay more of uh even if that drama kind of rears its ugly head it kind of gets pushed away okay notice because that's good it's it's that that doesn't matter anymore we don't have to test each other we don't have to you know
1: we've surpassed that And, and yeah and i do believe that that's where um jealousy is finally overcome and, and yeah
0: that's kind of what I was getting at
1: yeah you know and it's it's something I've noticed you know we're especially now we're living in a in a very um, feminine driven society agreed yeah agreed. Um, one thing I think a lot of confident women I think kind of recognize this um, and especially successful women is being able to appreciate where they are who they are what they've accomplished and if they see something that they still desire or want not to be envious of that in other people Mm -hmm. or in other situations but seek to improve and it's a it's a it's a mental fortitude situation how can i attain that if it's something that i want and not be envious of that within my my group of of and this this is my support structure these are my friends yeah so it doesn't do me any good to to eat all my support structure up
0: yeah right well and i think that has to do with uh, you know we are a female driven society you see like a lot of these uh female ceos and stuff that are you know starting to become a lot more prevalent which is great because uh, that female perspective does bring that uh i think it was i don't know if we're allowed to talk about Jordan peterson but we're gonna go for it yeah go for it <laughs> Jordan Peterson talks a lot about the difference between men and women
1: mm-hmm.
0: and how, uh, you know, women have a, uh, what did he call it? They're more interested in, what was the word he used? He said, men were always more interested in things. And that's why men became like engineers and, you know, maintenance workers and construction workers, more interested in things where women are more interested in people. That's what it was. Okay. And so that's why women usually became like nurses and, you know, caseworkers, social workers, things along those lines, regardless of what you did, it's because I think women are driven to and and driven towards, you know, uh, that uh, not only that emotional tie, but to a person. And that's what their support structure should be. That makes sense.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: That that I think as the women have gone from being usually the homemaker going into a more professional workplace, it's taken that time of adjustment to get to that point where they realize that, yeah, don't eat my structure. Don't eat my support because I need to have that to be on the top to be the CEO. I have to have all these people below me. Okay. And so they lose a little bit of that, I guess, almost like uh a shark mentality because you see that in strong women they're always very much like they're very aggressive and uh they don't really hold back usually when you get that really powerful woman it's hard to hard to really uh not get that uh that mentality because you got so many men around you that are pushing back
1: mm-hmm.
0: i think you have to develop that uh that like i guess keen sense mm-hmm. to to kind of get to that point but then you've they've learned to be more supportive of the people underneath them
1: so then so that uh, no i i get what you're saying but let me let me ask you a challenge i guess challenging question on that note Sure. you know i i've heard a lot of women say that they don't like to make friends with women anymore they they just don't they don't like working with women they don't like making friends with women guys are easier I'll just go make friends with guys. What do you say to a situation like that?
0: I think we've all experienced that woman that tries to be one of the guys. And I'm not saying it's not possible, but usually it just comes off fairly awkward and to be a little crude. Uh, are we going to get some? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've, I'll be honest that that's kind of what it comes across as like well yeah she's kind of one of the guys but you know maybe
1: so I, but, it, is it fair to say that it's okay for a women to or for women to have guy friends but it's not okay for guys to have women friends Yeah that's fair. Yeah that's fair. Why is that? Why the double standard?
0: <laughs> well, I think it goes back to what I was just talking about that for a guy and i think unfortunately women also have that same perception that if i have a female friend it's because i'm trying to get something
1: right and and this
0: whether i am or not
1: No, it, no no and it's okay so this i think also ties back to the idea like if your wife said well wait a minute you have a friend and her name is sarah what and so i immediately and and i'm trying to put myself in the female psyche so i apologize this is a male crude attempt go ahead this is interesting what is he getting out of that relationship that i'm not providing what is he seeing in her that i don't have is she more attractive than i am well she doesn't have that great a body and next thing you know whether you (laughs) she's your wife has never met sarah ever in her life but she hates her With everything she she does, she hates her so bad and Sarah who just thinks it's cool to have a guy friend who is honest, who is genuine, who's not fake, who's Mm -hmm. up front and he's married, he's not interested in me and I don't have anything to worry about in that regard. She finally gets, you know, shows up at the company picnic and you introduce her to your wife and she's, she's like, there. oh my gosh, hi, so good to meet you. And your wife doesn't even reach out to shake her hand because she hates her guts.
0: Or she does, but then turns around and goes, God, don't like her. And, and we're sitting there going, why? What's
1: wrong? What'd she do? What'd, what, she, what'd say? She, what she say? What happened? she say something to you? Did, did she hit you? I mean, no. It, well, the... What happened? Because that's how we said hi to me. She said hi. It wasn't, and this is, and women, uh, guys will never understand this and will never be able to fully appreciate it. It's not what she said. It was how she said it. Look. I know that that exists and I know that that is a hundred times more powerful to you women out there than what was ever said. It was how it was said. We don't get it. It's not that we don't want to. It's not that we don't care. We're just not wired that way up in our little brains. We don't get that. Did she call you a name? Did she say something nasty? It, it, we don't get it. have you ever
0: tried to use that in an argument
1: no that's that is a trap gentlemen out there i'm telling you right now never ever 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 try and say it's not what you said but how you said it it doesn't work Um, it doesn't
0: work and honestly you feel bad after you say it you're mm -hmm. like oh
1: that feels dirty it does it feels very dirty like we tried to use the weapon of the ladies against them and it's it's really not appropriate so
0: it's not you stop and they usually change the argument direction after that because you're like that 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 felt wrong
1: so on friendship you know (laughs) we 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 as men, we, we go through the test of time. We go through the test of the, Oh shit moment. Who do I call at two in the morning when I have this problem and who shows up? Um, and there are other, you know, groups or organizations out there that I think try to take, um, associations and friendships to other levels for men. Um, you know, Lucy and I have, have not made any, um, uh, misgivings or any secrets that either one of us are part of the masonic fraternity and i believe you just said um, or mentioned to me today that you actually were petitioning to join that which i do believe offers a sense of deeper friendship if not a, a brotherhood for that so i was curious why what caused you to actually do that and it does that have anything to do with friendship of a higher level like we've been talking about a little bit today
0: It does. Um, I would say, honestly, the biggest interest I had in the Masonic Lodge was actually from yourself. Um, But a big part of it, once I moved up here, like I said before, I didn't have, there's no family, no friends when I moved up here. And, um, you know, a lot of the people that I met through work and everything else, I had some good, good friendships. But at the end of the day, there wasn't anything that, like, wasn't anything that I could really match to what I had back back in Tucson. Um, so in, in kind of pursuing the Masonic Lodge, I went to one lodge meeting and you and I have talked about this, you know, it just wasn't a right fit. I didn't really, it didn't click. And then uh, tonight, uh, one of the other lodges that is at the same Masonic Lodge, the guy came, he, uh, I actually brought it up to him about, about a month ago, we're in another group together where uh, that's for a sales group. uh, And he brought it up to me and he said, Hey, you know, are you still interested? And I said, you know, I am, I kind of sat down, had some lunch with a guy, went over everything and he made me feel like it was going to be a better fit. And then I showed up tonight and, you know, it it did, it just felt a lot better. And it felt like there was going to be a good chance for developing and creating those friendships that I just, you don't you don't have with a lot of guys uh, like we're talking about when you get older. Uh, I think it, uh, if we want to call it evolves from what it was when we're younger, where it's like, Hey, you know, we're wearing the same shirt. Uh, <laughs> to an actual like association with common values. You know, you know, when you walk in that door that everybody's got kind of the same values in mind. Mm-hmm and you can really grow from there it's so I went ahead and I put in my petition and we'll uh we'll go through the next interview and uh and go from there right start uh doing some degree work
1: and and there was something about that that made me I guess stop to kind of ponder you know what what is a real friend what what is that person what embodies that that what makes a real friend a real friend and you know there's a lot of and that's very deep and and we could probably spend <laughs> hours and hours and hours just oh, on yeah. that alone but so I was looking at all these characteristics and 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 really narrowing it down I guess kind of a, a one overarching and very simple idea and this applies to men and women That a real friend is never fake, always genuine, and accepts you for the real and only for the real you. And that's, I mean, there's a lot of other characteristics and qualities that go into that. But, you know, women, I think more than men even, um, absolutely cannot stand the fake personality the fake friend you know that that lady or guy or whoever always is just overwhelmingly happy to see you and you know that 2 seconds after they walk away they could give 2 craps about who you are or start calling you names women are especially sensitive and i believe emotionally sensitive to that disingenuous friendship that disingenuous person men yes. look at a genuine Honesty on a little bit of a different level. We want someone who's going to call us out on our bullshit. I mean, bar none. Uh, you had a situation actually at work not too long ago. You were asking me about, and you said, "Well, I kind of knew, but I kind of didn't." I said, "Bullshit. Nope. You knew. You knew, dang good and well. And you already know." And I said, "What do you need to do? You know what you need to do. You need to fix it." Um. And while you can't, I don't want to bring out in particulars because I don't know out there who's listening and I don't want to bring any undue attention to you. But, um, you know, I think that that for men, we want somebody who's going to be almost a little bit abusive to us in that brutal honesty. We. Well, you were
0: talking about it before. We poke fun at each other, make fun of each other physically, you know, mentally, whatever. But no, that's part of that honesty. I mean, if you can't do that with somebody how can you actually give them honest advice
1: right and if i can't for me if i can't trust you with something small how am i going to trust you with the bigger things in my life which that's how you escape the piggy bank of friends and go to the safety deposit box of my <laughs> inner circle you know i you are now the friend that i know i can call on to look out for my family if anything should happen to me um, to help raise my kids. And ladies, men, men think about that. I mean, those are real things for us. And women for you too, we know that. Um, but looking, I guess, trying to get through to that what is a real friend is that true, genuine person who also accepts you for the true and genuine you. And that means also not for the one that you put on or the face you put on for everyone else.
0: Well, and I would say, uh, and, and it ties into some of, like you said, characteristics, but I think an important one is um, improvement, like self-improvement, you know, a, a real true friend, while they might accept you for who you are, that's just it, they know that you can be better, and so they're willing to give you that honest advice, give you that honest feedback, and basically push you to go, all right, mm-hmm. right, right what i should do or all right yeah i was just overthinking that and keep on and and
1: this is a a pivotal moment i believe in marriage as well um where your your newlywed stage has faded and you reach a different level of um partnership with your partner where you know that 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 honesty is there they recognize your faults always pushing you to improve perfection is always a goal but it's never the demand because we accept that other person for their their faults inherent in their in their person in their expression and all those things always looking to push that other person to drive to do better but Mm -hmm. don't hold them up to a standard of perfection which causes them to sink further
0: yeah or if you've got that too lofty too high of a goal where they're like oh well why didn't you pick up um, this type of milk you know <laughs> i'm not saying that doesn't happen but <laughs> now, time, we, you can't that's, do that ever.
1: ladies that's your fault if you don't tell <laughs> us you want a specific type of milk we're gonna get whatever's on sale i mean that's just how that whatever's
0: works. on sale or whatever happens to be closest to where i'm shopping and i go oh yeah milk
1: Oh yeah. Milk. I got it from the gas station. You know, you didn't want whole milk. Well, you didn't say 2%, you know, it's just, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, but that kind of idea that, uh, I I think earlier in a marriage, especially when you're talking about that newlywed stage. Yeah. If you pick up the whole milk versus the 2% or skim, whatever it is that might cause an argument, but as you get up to, you know, I'm, I'm at what? 12 years. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> you you get to that point where it's like you just went and picked up milk and, you know, that's not going to be held to that same standard. You start realizing that, hey, eh, it's milk.
1: Sure. Yep. Or my wife realizes that no matter what she tells me, I'm going to get it wrong. So she just mm-hmm. says, don't worry about it. I'll get it on my own. And that's okay. So I'll, just, that I'll just
0: get it myself. Don't worry. Right.
1: It. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> Well, um, I, you know, I think it's fitting. We uh, thank you for coming on and, and uh, doing this with me. I really do appreciate it. I think it's fitting. We're talking about um, friendship and real friends. Uh, well uh, our, our lovely host, Dr. Mm-hmm. Ramirez, is out being a, a very real friend to a friend of his, so uh, hope everything goes well out there. And I will I, have, I do have a clip that I'll share as we uh, depart since (laughs) since i'm not uh i am not the host nor do i have privy to all of our wonderful sound clips so i can't play our exit music but i do have a clip that i'll exit on um anything you have the the closing floor for this evening sir fire away honestly
0: we've covered a, a lot here but uh i think the biggest thing to take away is that uh this is, this is the type of friendship that's taken 30 years and, uh, it's, it's, it's not going anywhere. That's, that's the biggest thing. I mean, I, I, I feel like I could probably call you at any point and you would come if I needed you to, but, uh, sure. you know, in, in 30 years of uh, friendship, I don't think it's 28, but we'll just round it up. Yeah, that's
1: fine. Close 30. enough. Right.
0: Um, you're not wrong. It, it, it has become almost like it's a, a brother, a family, whatever it would be. Yep. Uh, and, and that's the kind of friendships I think that most people try to strive for.
1: I think so too. I think so too. I really do. So.
0: I Picture it in like, you know, 40, 50 years from now, it will still be there and old, old men in a like nursing home.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so, all right. Well, not much of a
0: palate
1: cleanser here. But. No, not much. But I just thought this was appropriate since uh, we were talking about this. I'll go ahead and play this and exit us out. Sounds good. Girls. Ugh, come on, Chris, girls are terrible. They're always backstabbing and giving each other phony compliments. Oh, wow, you are definitely not afraid of dessert. You know, I wish I were secure enough to throw on any old thing and call it an outfit. Come on, you have so much body confidence. I mean, who wouldn't with those strong legs? So muscular. I'm jealous of how thick with strength they are. Hey, I like your tie. Thanks. Men, we know how to be friends.